my name is Kenny Beach and get ready because I'm going to show you a few things about myself and I'm going to let you know just what I do, what I am and, and how much I enjoy life and, and how I go about doing that. Self-described artist, adventurer, and inventor, Kenny Beach. He loved long-distance hiking. He especially loved hiking the vast, unforgiving deserts that surround his home in Nevada. On one of those hikes, Kenny discovered a cave that, when approached, would cause his body to vibrate. Terrified, Kenny left with the hopes of returning with better equipment to explore what he had referred to as M Cave. But when Kenny set out to find the cave again, he never returned. I'm your host, Michael. And this is Strange and Unexplained. I am an artist, I am an adventurer, and I am an inventor. And I take all those three talents and I combine them and I just create, create, create. In the few videos still left up on his YouTube channel, you can see just how ambitious Kenny was, sending audition tapes to companies like Quirky and Shark Tank in hopes of landing a deal for his new inventions. Like his new and improved toilet paper roll, which contained a unique design that Kenny engineered himself, or the creepily adorable Glowler Bear, which, if you couldn't guess by the name itself, is a stuffed polar bear that glows, which was hand-sewn and designed by Kenny himself. This is called my Glowler Bear. Now, I'm, uh, I'm just going to show you some things, but I'm not going to show you the whole thing. I'm going to entice you. So that's, that's the Glowler Bear. I, made, I designed the can and put all the stuff on it. Now, there is a glow-in-the-dark polar bear in here that I sewed myself, and he is so cool, and I've seen nothing like it on the market. This has all the information about polar bears and the trouble they're in. But Kenny's true passion was long-distance hiking being able to take only your essentials and walk out into an area that has rarely been visited by humans. He loved discovering and collecting things like old bones, pots, cans, or stones. He would then take these things home and incorporate them into what he called his cowboy interior design. One video shows his house, which he decorated himself and was very proud of, covered in cow skin, driftwood, flannel, and antlers all over. The place is clean and covered in unique decor. He shows off the curtains he made himself, along with shelves and dream catchers and other decor made from trash that he found on hikes. A lot of the things I do is art deco. Art deco that um, nobody else, as far as I know, does it quite the way I do it because I don't open any books or you know ask at any device. I just think about what I want and I do it. So, you know, I'll, I'll buy like a little bottle like this at an antique store and then put some beans in it and then on my um, hikes, which I'll tell you a little bit about later, on a long distance hiker, um, I find dried things that people, most people consider weeds. And I'll put that in a jar and then bam, I got like a perfect little art deco. Kenny also has a large old chest he keeps in a side room, which he calls his hiking shrine. The chest is covered in treasures he found in the desert. It was a borderline obsession for him. This is an old chest I bought from an antique store. And um, I hope I'm talking loud enough. So I, I bought this at an antique store and it became my hiking shrine. Um, I told you a little bit about the hikes. 
but uh, some of the things I find are like old hinges or a pan up in a crevice or a skull coming down off the mountain. I found this skull or like a little axe handle and I keep all this stuff very very clean. One of the things I do is keep an extremely clean home. I like it that way. Kenny often went out alone for days at a time. He said he always carried plenty of water and food. But he also contradicted himself, saying that he was low on supplies and enjoyed roughing it. This is probably not the best idea, especially considering how fast dehydration can set in in the desert. And being alone and doing this is not something I would recommend anyone do. Kenny had recently started uploading his trips to YouTube and started making friends within the hiking community. He left a comment on another YouTuber's video that read, That ain't nothing. I'm a long distance hiker. One time during one of my hikes out by Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating became. Suddenly, I became very scared and hightailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that ever happened to me. Uh, I'm looking for a cave that I, I found and I didn't have a I didn't have a sidearm when I was here before and something about that cave just spooked me out of all the caves I've ever gone in this one just made my body vibrate the closer I got to it the crazier my body felt and I was like all right I'm not gonna go in there right now but I'm coming back someday and I talked to some people on YouTube and I told them hey I'm coming out here you know because they they kind of called my hand on it so I don't know if there's gonna be anything to it but it, it might be interesting uh, if I can find it, I gotta relocate it, and this is a big mountain range I'm in, and uh, I'm not, I'm on foot, you know, my truck's way out there, there's no roads, there's no trails, it's a pretty rough terrain, so uh, hopefully I'll find it, it's shaped like a big M, it's a big cave that looks just like a gigantic M, and it's about as tall as I am, and kind of narrow, and uh, it's stuck on the side of a mountain, uh, so I hope I can find it again, and if, if I do, I'm, I'm going in there, I'm gonna put on my light and take my gun out and walk in there see if I find anything. We'll see. Um, I'm going to take the camera and show you how deep this hole is. So Kenny hikes out to an area known as Sheep Mountain, armed with a 9mm, a video camera, and a day's worth of supplies. The video is just over 20 minutes long. It shows him walking in different areas of the mountain range, finding and collecting pine nuts and spotting some interesting animals on the way. But to the dismay of all those who were following the saga, Kenny was not successful in his efforts and ended the video without finding the cave. After posting the video, Kenny is again ambushed with comments about going back out to find the cave. Most of the comments encouraged him to go, but one ominous comment stood out. Lemmy Kilmeister simply said, no, do not go back there. If you can find that cave entrance, don't go in or you won't get out.
Unfortunately, Kenny ignores the warning and goes back out to the mountains again. On November 10th, 2014, he informed his family that he was going to be gone on a short weekend trip, and he is never heard from again. After he doesn't return home at the time they agreed upon, his girlfriend becomes worried and reports him as missing. A search starts a few days later. Kenny's cell phone was found at the top of the trailhead where he had previously recorded his MK video in front of the old abandoned mine shaft. That's where the trail began and ended. There was never any other sign of Kenny. Many people have attempted to retrace his steps from that day, but no one has ever been successful in bringing the truth to light. We do know that Kenny could be a little reckless out on his own, but he boasted of his success rate in one comment saying, I have been doing this sort of thing for over 20 years. I go where no one goes, and I never take anyone with me. I find skulls of all shapes and sizes, and occasionally I find really old animal traps. I hike over mountaintop after mountaintop and sleep on peaks under the stars. Sometimes I have to scale giant cliffs to get myself out of a jam, but I always make it back. I'm beat up and tired, and my pack is almost always heavier than when I left. I had to be rescued only one time by a helicopter. I had blown out my leg at the top of a mountain, and I only had a cup of water left to get me 20 miles back to my truck. It was also over 100 degrees out, so I have a very good safety record. Safety record or not, unfortunately this would be the one hike Kenny wouldn't return from. Of course with the MK being near Area 51, everyone's first response was to yell conspiracy or abduction but one YouTube comment may offer some clarity. Now before this is read, I want to put a disclaimer here saying that the person who commented does it under the name of Sharon Pilgrim, which was Kenny's girlfriend's name at the time of his disappearance. However, it is not confirmed to be hers, so take it with a grain of salt. She offered up this explanation just after his disappearance. I'm the girlfriend that Kenny spoke of in the video. There are so many posts. I had no idea until a friend let me know. So many people are wondering what happened and guessing different things. You are heartfelt about a sadness around what has happened with Kenny. He has not been found, and I feel that he probably will not be found for many, many months, if ever. I wanna share what I know and feel about what happened so that it might bring you some closure and understanding in your own lives. Kenny absolutely loved hiking in the desert. It was his very, very favorite thing to do. We hiked and camped together all over the Nevada desert sometimes nine hours in a day. I want you to know that I don't think Kenny had an accident. I believe he committed suicide. He battled depression for many years and would not take medication or see a doctor. He quit his job a little more than a year before he disappeared. He was not successful in getting a business going and he was running out of money after a year of not working. He no longer wanted to work in a quote unquote job for someone else and as his money decreased, he became more and more depressed. He really didn't look for another job. In early October, with seeing his depression increase, I said to him, you aren't going to pull a Robin Williams on me, are you? This is when he opened up more about his depression and his thoughts about his life and suicide. His father committed suicide when Kenny was in his early 20s, but I asked him the question and he answered me with, quote, if I decide to do it, you'll be okay, because you are good at the law of allowing. End quote. He asked me what I would think of him if he did it. He also said if he decided to do it, no one will ever find him. 
The search for him was started within a couple days of my call. Over 30 search and rescue team members searched three different times on foot. One helicopter flyover was done and there was no trace of Kenny or any of his camping things. They found his car in the area I told them it would be. They did find his cell phone by the mine shaft in the video. The mine shaft was only about a four hour hike from his car. It is my feeling he left it behind so that he could not be tracked from GPS. He also didn't take his video camera with him. On this solo hike, it was left at home, so he had no intention of filming anything. She follows up with an explanation as to why she shared all of this personal information. I had many wonderful experiences with Kenny and will always remember them and have a place of love in my heart for him and the wonderful things we did together. I am healing from my loss and look forward to new experiences with desert hiking, camping, and taking beautiful pictures of our desert. Enjoy your adventures of life, and thank you for the kind, loving comments sent my way. Much love, Sharon. there you have it guys that is the saga of kenny veach the tragic saga that is kenny veach i don't know i this i feel for this man so much mm-hmm. i really do yes. it's like i relate to him first off let me stop how rude of me Kristen is here with me today hi during the <laughs> uh, the opinionated part of the show i decided you know why don't we bring the writer on every once in a while how about that that'd be cool so if you guys aren't on Patreon, um, you don't get to hear Kristen as often. Uh, she joins me in some Patreon content from time to time. But today I wanted to bring her in on this show so she can share her her opinion on what she thinks happened to Kenny Veach. And uh, just a way that this story kind of got to her as well as it did me. Like, <laughs> it's hard not to love this guy. Yeah. Like, he's such a, he had such an innocence about him, such like a childhood innocence that like you wish more people had Mm -hmm. and it's not hard to understand how someone like him could be sad in this world yeah when very very few people reflect that especially people in his generation Mm -hmm. you know i mean personally i think kenny beach committed suicide i think he went out there on purpose and whether he committed suicide in the m cave or wherever i don't know i mean Mm -hmm. Hopefully they checked that mine shaft, right? Yeah, they I did. Mean, okay. They did. Yeah, they... God, I hope they checked that that mine shaft. Yeah, and um, there have been people gone up there since then. And see, Kenny had taken multiple hikes through these valleys. Mm-hmm. He had been there several times already. Yeah. So he was. So you think so as well? I, yeah, I think he he was done. He just like was like, I'm just gonna walk off and just let nature do whatever. Let nature do its thing. Yep. Yeah, he was about living a minimal footprint mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been picked alive. I mean, if he got bit by a snake, you know, even, mm-hmm. and was, he would be picked alive by animals in and no time. And there are unmarked mine shafts, like, all over the side of that cave, or all over the side of that mountain. Oh, yeah, all the way up towards Mount Charleston. There's Absolutely. another man on YouTube who goes and, like, actually walks the whole entire route. And 
like he runs into some pretty crazy stuff so it's like it's crazy that he went on it alone in the first place he runs into like a lot of different wildlife and stuff is that what he, you mean he like has to scale down this cliff to get to one area hey, well which, he talks about that he yeah. talks about that in a lot of his videos how he yeah. scaled cliffs and so it wasn't exactly like the safest thing I don't know. I feel like yeah. if you do stuff like this anyway, I know it's like adventures or whatever, but when you do it alone, it, it's kind of... It's know, like an it's unnecessary risk, right? things, yeah. It's an unnecessary risk. Yeah. And it I really love is. being alone. I mean, don't I love going up in the woods alone, too. I, yeah. I get it, but I don't know. It just... It's I just get, not smart for long-term hikes. No, you know? not for the ex- amount of time he would go. Yeah. I have a friend of mine that hikes up in the Appalachian Mountains here in western North Carolina, and he goes on like long, you know, three, four day hikes, but mm-hmm. he always takes somebody. Yeah. It's like, if nobody can go, he's like, well, I guess I had to reschedule this week, you know, my yeah. partner got sick or whatever. He's like, and that's smart. Yeah. You know, just don't go along. But you it's just like, never it's know. Even not, it's not so bad in the mountains, even when you think about it. It's the fact that he went out in the desert doing this. Yeah, but in the mountains, you'd be eaten by a bear or something. But, like mountain I mean, lions. He's going like, to die of not having water. Within day, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, at least I mean, you but have he, a chance to survive when there's that's why a that just gives more cred to it being a suicide. I mean, he yeah, knew exactly, exactly what he was getting himself into when yep. he took off on them hikes, and he didn't really take anything else with him when he right. left. So he knew it's like if he was going to look for this thing, he would have taken all the equipment he took the first time. I feel like a lot of this hiking, I think, for a while was just for a rush for him it was to mm-hmm. make him feel alive so he wouldn't bring a lot of necessities to give himself some sort of urgency mm-hmm. like I, I i can kind of relate to that sometimes yeah, it's like it's sometimes you're in a life or death situation you're like god i feel like that was damn near traumatizing but i feel almost i feel alive now i feel yeah. very alive you know mm-hmm. and i'm appreciative of my life and he seemed to be in like a comfortable area you know probably after he quit his job, he must have had some money saved up, right? I mean, he lived off for, for he a year. He had a little, yeah. He, he, it wasn't but a whole he, lot. But yeah. Right. But he, he enough to live off of for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I know he was living very minimally, but still, to own a home in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then period. he was trying to sell his home, too. Yeah. So. But he also wanted to live there. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's links to... Uh, there's links to all those videos, guys, in the in the uh, below the description of this video. As always, I think he has what four videos four up on his five, YouTube, yeah. four or five videos. The Glowler Bear. Yes, of course, the Glowler Bear. I played <laughs> you guys a clip, a little clip of that. He made this little metal tin for it to go in as well. Yeah, and he um, decorated it. Decorated it. Put like, the stickers on it, and he wrote man. the little fact book by himself. And... The guy was just <laughs> ambitious, like with his time and for, with his creations, you know. Yeah. Somebody, like I say, somebody's so optimistic, man, you're constantly pouring those, those vibrations and those vibes out all the time. That's exhausting. Yeah. That's exhausting. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what his girlfriend was like. I would imagine she had to have been something like him, mm-hmm. you know, another positive person. And she seemed like that from her, from those alleged YouTube comments. Yes. Um, I don't see why that's not her. I know I, we like, can't prove it. It seems but like her, but. <laughs> why, why would you do that though? Right. And then if. But if there you, are those people. Yeah, for attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there are those people, no That's doubt. Why. But I don't think this story is that big, though. I don't yeah. think it's like on that type of scale where you have imposters trying yeah. to trying to weasel into the story. Yeah, you know. But but yeah, that's that's my opinion. That's Kristen's opinion, right? 
I mean, I don't know how you can get anything else. That's why we kind of put this episode together in kind of a sentimental way. I think it was pretty obvious from the beginning of this story. Yeah. He was just such a, I don't know, a quirky person. He was. <laughs> I mean, to the world. Yeah. But honestly, he was just a happy person to just be doing the things that he wanted to do and creating. Mm-hmm. And he would, he just wasn't able to find his crowd, his niche yeah. for what he did. Yeah. And, and if he that... would have got a TikTok and just showing people <laughs> how you make these little things, be like, I went on a hike today, like yeah. splice some video together. That guy would have been famous in no time. Man. I think the hikes like started as meditation for him. Probably. That's probably why he went out by himself alone so much. I think that's that's why anybody who loves hiking loves hiking. Yeah, true. I mean, it's not the it's rarely the exercise. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. usually the solitude, you yeah. know, and the the tranquilness of it. Yeah. Right on. Well, with that being said, let's get into this dope dance club beat of Lauren's synopsis and hear Lauren's opinion this week. Let's see what let's see if there's any possible way to come to a different conclusion. Um, he is Lauren though, yeah. so who knows. Right. Let's see how he's breaking down this case. We'll see y'all on the other side. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up, people? Lauren here. Here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. A case from my neck of the woods, or mountains, if you will, would be more accurate. The disappearance of 46-year-old Kenny Veach, who lived in Vegas back in 2014 when he went missing while hiking in the mountainous terrain that is southern Nevada, somewhere between Nellis Air Force Base and Area 51 in the vast rolling mountains um, filled with intrigue and uh, mystery, really. There's a lot of... um, strange things that go on out there in those mountains. Obviously, uh, there's test sites for bombs for Nellis Air Force Base, Creech Air Force Base. Um, There's been nuclear waste stored in the mountains in Nevada. There's a lot of odd things that go on and a lot of places you can't go when you get close to Area 51. But Kenny Veach was obsessed and drawn to these mountains and loved to spend um, days, entire days, or even, you know, multiple days hiking in these mountains, sleeping on the top of mountains at times, um, usually like to go alone. Um, and he kind of became known because of this disappearance, but also he had a lot of people interested in what he was doing, um, prior to his disappearance because he had mentioned, uh, this cave that he had found while he was out hiking near Nellis Air Force Base. Um, he, he found, he mentioned the M cave, a cave with an entrance that was shaped like an M. And when he went inside of it, he became fearful and his body started to vibrate and he got this feeling of dread and wanted out and left. Um, and when he mentioned it on YouTube, like I think it was on comments on either a hiking website or something along those lines, or even on YouTube, um, people egged him on to go back and try and find the, the cave and videotape it so they could see it too. Um, and that's where the infamous video of him hiking, on his second trip to try and find the M cave. Um, and he went on a long hike and I watched the whole video and you feel like you really get to know the guy. He's like a bit eccentric, but also seemed like a, you know, a good wholesome guy. Apparently he struggled a lot with, uh, depression over the years. And there's a lot of talk that perhaps he had, uh, gone out there on his third trip when he went back out the second trip, he didn't find the cave. 
Um, and the third trip he went out and was never seen again. Um, his cell phone was found next to a, uh, vertical mine shaft in which he had started the second video, the, the second trips video, um, at this mine shaft. That's where his phone was found. Um, and there's a lot of talk that perhaps he went out there to commit suicide and, I, I tend to believe that's what happened. There's a few clues, I think, that make me think that. And his girlfriend had uh, has been vocal on the internet um, about how he struggled with depression and had thought about suicide a lot and had depression run through his family for a long time. And uh, after Robin Williams passing, she had mentioned something about, you're not going to pull a Robin Williams on me, are you? And he, he said, how would you feel if I did that? And um, allegedly said that it, when I go or if, if I do, no one will ever find me. And so that coupled with the fact that he left his cell phone at the, the vertical mine shaft where he had to know if this was his plan, he had to know that's the, one of the first places people were going to go because that's where he started his video that kind of popularized him and his search of the M cave. They, he had to know that when he goes missing, that people were going to go right to that mine shaft to look for him. And that's where he left his phone. It seems intentional to me. Um, and also the fact that he left his video camera home for this third trip. If he was looking for the M cave and, and was really intent on finding it to prove to people that it was real, he would have brought his video camera. Um, he left that at home. He left his cell phone at the vertical uh, mine shaft. And I, I truly believe that he wasn't kidding when he told his girlfriend that, you know, if I, if I do kill myself, that you're never going to find me. He, went somewhere where no one else goes. And this guy spent a lot of time out there more than almost anybody, probably more than anybody, um, more time out there alone, hiking through these mountains. He knew somewhere very desolate. And that's why after eight years, surprisingly with tons of people searching for him, it's become, uh, it seems like a local legend, you know, people, it's become like a, a major hobby or even a career for some people to search for Kenny Veach's body. Um, and he's still yet to be found. Um, so hopefully, I guess, I don't know, in a way I'm like, maybe this is the way he wanted it to never be found. He wanted the mystery to stay alive. I don't know. In a way, it's kind of cool that he hasn't been found, but also it'd be nice to get some closure, I'm sure, for his, for his loved ones, um, to get answers finally. I don't think there, there's, you know, anything happened with, uh, you know, the military or, aliens or anything like that. I, I don't think he was attacked by animals. If it, I think there's two possibilities. He went out there to kill himself. I think that's the more likely because this dude had challenged himself endlessly and gone out there and always, always made it back. Um, so succumbing to the elements is a possibility, but I think he just the, the fact that he left his cell phone at that vertical, uh, mine shaft is that, that tells me that he went out there with the intent to not come back this time, you know, so yeah, I think I think he's out there, and and you know he always talked about finding all these skulls and things, and someday someone will find his skull. So maybe that's what he wanted is to get more people out there. Maybe that's what that was his motive behind this. You know, he was tired of living, but if he if he could create a, a challenge to other hikers to get out there more and try and find him, and the prize will be finding his skull ultimately because he he always bragged about all these skulls he'd found out there. Um, but what, what a spirit this guy had and fascinating character to learn about. And I didn't know about it. And it's crazy because I've driven by these areas a billion times. 
I've hiked in mountains just like this, not so much um, by Nellis Air Force Base or by Area 51, but you know, on the other side of the highway, not far from there, I've hiked in mountains just like this and found caves just like that. And um, this this story just makes me want to get out there more. It doesn't scare me. It just makes me want to get out there more because he really enjoyed it. And yeah, um, hopefully someone who's dedicated enough finds him. Um, but yeah, until then, the mystery stays alive. Hope you guys enjoyed my take. See you next week. All right, all right. Lauren, thank you for that excellent synopsis. I knew you would agree. I just feel like you have to, but that is an excellent point about Kenny may have been wanting more people to go out into the desert and explore and find out about the things that the things that he loved, the beauty that he saw out there in the desert. He always called it our desert. Like it's it's our desert. Come on out here with me. Explore this desert and find all the beautiful, weird things that I find. That's such an interesting thing, too, that Lauren brought up about the skull. Yeah, hopefully one day somebody will find Kenny Veach's skull, or maybe they'll make a cool shrine and a little memorial to him out there in the Nevada desert. That's probably where he wants to be anyways. And guys, out of all the places you could be listening, you're listening here with me, and I appreciate that very much, guys. If you like the show, please continue... If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash SNU podcast. For just three bucks a month, you get access to all sorts of special content, including another show I do called Strange Shorts. And if you jump on the $5 tier, like Monica Brock did this week, thank you very much, Monica, you get access to Sandu Stories, a show that we do once a month that's like a audio play, almost, complete with sound effects and voice actors and different narration. We put a lot of work into those episodes. Last month's episode was done by my friend Andy, who has been helping us out on Strange Shorts. He wrote and performed The Last Sandu Stories about a psychiatrist who is hearing stories of alien abductions from people. And as the stories start to line up, he starts to slowly lose grip with reality. Again, you guys can find all that and more at patreon.com slash podcast. If you guys are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcast, please leave us a review, subscribe, and if you're on Spotify, please hit that follow button. It helps a ton, guys. Also, you can follow us on social media at SNU Podcast. If you are an indie podcast yourself and would like to do some promo swaps, you can also email me at snupodcast at gmail.com. All right, that's pretty much it, guys. I'll see you next week for another strange and unexplained case. Oh, well, I got to get that. Y'all be strange. Just don't be strangers. I just talked about how I hate how men do that. That would be. If a lot of people listen to higher thoughts, if enough people listen to higher thoughts, I would do that. You should put that as a clip at the end. Okay. Let's read it for real.